two of the NFL season is in the books, and we are coming to you with a AAA podcast. It's Andrew, Austin, and Alex here to break it all down. We've got our big headlines of the week. We've got our big takeaways from week two. We're going to be doing a fun draft to get you ready for this next weekend that I'm really excited for. And before we get into it, let's do a quick, just a few programming reminders because we do those here at Making the Call. Uh, The Making the Call football newsletter. Last week was the second iteration. We're going to be doing those every Friday throughout the NFL season. We've got Austin's college football uh, thoughts and, and upset picks and everything like that. Uh, I come with one big NFL story each week. Alex has his, he's got, he's been doing two parlays. I, I only made him sign up for one parlay a week, but he said, screw that. I'm giving you a college parlay and an NFL parlay. How much money have you made, Alex? Uh, we're not off to a great start, but we're still searching. It's all right. I'm one for five on my picks so far. So yeah, keep going like two for three, two for four. Yeah. Okay, we're early. We're early in the season. We're trying to we figure out who these teams are. We don't have a feel yet. Yeah. We're, we're going to get yeah, the feel. It's only week three. Trent's got his player props, which uh, he started off two weeks ago going 0 for 4, but he had a nice, clean sweep Ooh. last week. If you omit the DNP of Cam Akers because he said, hey, Cam Akers over 31 and a half rushing yards, and now apparently they're trading him. So, uh, But if you, if you bet that you got a DNP, it didn't cost you anything, so don't worry about that. But... Shout out um, Kyron Williams. And then last but not least, we got Rosie's uh, fantasy segment each week. Uh, he's been doing kind of sneaky starts uh, each of the past two weeks, and those have been really fun to read and, and see what his thoughts thoughts are for that week's fantasy. Uh, didn't Ferguson get a touchdown this past week? Uh, Jake, Jake Ferg- I think Jake Ferguson was on his list, and I think he got a touchdown this week. Jake Ferguson was on his list. He, d- Yeah, he did. I did. Yeah, and Schoonmaker did. And Look he at- was on Baker in week one. So, Yeah. So Good job, he, uh, Rosie. Rosie knows what he's talking about. What what can we say? So I say all that to say, make sure you're subscribed to the Making the Call football newsletter. Really just subscribe to the Making the Call Substack. You'll get that Friday newsletter directly in your inbox every single Friday. We'll have a link to the Making the Call Substack in the notes for this episode. All right, gentlemen, this week's headlines could be sports related. It could be not sports related. Just whatever's on your mind. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I sent a PR for shortest diet attempt today. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fun. Um, yeah, we were going to do whole 30. And so Kaylee and I are arguing about whose idea it was. And, uh, she says it was mine. I said it was hers, but like I was all on board and she was like, I want to stop. And I'm like, so you made it I to put almost up, lunch? I put up a little fight. No, we made it to almost dinner. And oh. then I was like, you know, <laughs> I secretly, <laughs> I think I secretly wanted to quit. But yeah, it was so a whole I, 30 minutes. <laughs> it was a whole 30 minutes. So we're going to just make better. I mean, so when you think a whole 30 is pretty extreme. So we're going to just make better lifestyle choices. So All right. that being said, I got a bag of powdered donuts waiting for me after the pod's over. So that's going to start tomorrow. <laughs> So <laughs> the best hey, the best the best time to start a diet is tomorrow. Hey, amen. <laughs> All right. Uh other All than right. that, Josh Young is back. Garcia is back. Rangers go. Okay, but. just steal, just take all of them. Sure, go go for yeah. it. You know, the Seahawks uh, and <laughs> Alex, go ahead. What's what's your big storyline? Uh, yeah. 
my big storyline is it's uh, it's football time in the Pacific Northwest because the Mariners might have used all their magic last week or last month. But the Seahawks came back against the Lions. Geno Smith looked totally different from week one. I just really needed that week two performance after week one. I was dev- down in the dumps, ready to go for Caleb Williams. And then my guy, Trey Brown, Sooners legend, came up with a sack and a pick six and back-to-back plays. And then Mr. Consistent Tyler Lockett came in with the uh, overtime winning touchdown. And it's not just football season for the uh, pros. The Washington Huskies are one of the best teams in college football that no one is really talking about right now they because he's so overshadowed good. in the big in the Pac-12 with Caleb Williams and USC and all that. But through his first three games, listen to these stats. 1,332 yards passing, 12 touchdowns to one interception. And he's leading the league in or the nation in QBR at 94.2. And he's a lefty. Wait, 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 wait. How many Ten. yards? 1,332. And how many games? Three, Three, right? That's over 400 a game. <laughs> and he's a lefty. Oh. He's averaging like 450 <laughs> passing yards a game from the left side. Trent would chime in and say that means he's doing nothing in the NFL. But good he's for pretty him much doing what Tua was doing his last year at Bama. Maybe even a little better. Wow. I knew he was, I mean, you've, you've been sending in our group texts about him and you're like, Hey, jump on these Heisman odds while you still can. And I know they've been moving, but I didn't realize his counting stats were that absurd. That's, that's ridiculous. And wow. a better, con- and better conference too. So yeah, granted they have a started conference play, but at that level of quarterback play. So that's crazy. All right. Well, football time in the Pacific Northwest, my big story. Oh, Alex or Austin kind of stole it, but uh, Josh Young hinted. Josh Young is back in the Rangers lineup. Adolis Garcia is back in the Rangers lineup. Wyatt Langford and Jack Leiter are getting promoted to AAA for the home stretch of the minor league season. Mm. This is, I mean, Alex talked about the Mariners. We've got what, like 12 games left? Yeah, 13 games left in the season. And it is a tight race in the AL West. It is a tight race for those final two wildcard spots in the American League. And I don't know. I don't know where you're at mentally, Austin, on the Rangers. But after Scherzer going down, I've kind of thrown all expectations out the window for this season. Yep. I just don't think they have the pitching to make a deep playoff run. So now I'm just I'm just along for the ride. I want to see Evan Carter do well. I want to see Josh Young come back and you know mash some fastballs, but. Uh, it's like, I don't know, and we can do a little Rangers talk here, but like, if we miss the playoffs, I would still be very disappointed. Me too. Very. But I want them to at least get to the dance. My expectations yeah. have, my enthusiasm has been curbed. Um. So yeah, just make the playoffs and then whatever happens, happens. So Whatever and happens, then, happens. And then, you know, you did, the farm system is good. You've got Lankford and Leiter ready to make their major league appearance in the near future, hopefully. Not this season, but next season. And uh, Lankford yeah, for sure next season. Leiter need a little bit more from him. Need a little bit more. Need a little bit more consistency after the first year and a half that he had. But it's good to be a Rangers fan right now for the future. Future, Yeah, for in the, the future li- is bright. In light of everything that has happened for the past two and a half months, definitely this is this is a glimpse of hope. We're good, definitely. We'll be, okay, we'll be all right. 
you guys want to talk some football? Always. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that's why you're here today. That's why the listeners are here to, to listen to uh, some week two reactions. And so we had a full slate. It's in the books. We've got, you know, the two Monday night games. Looks like I'm going to lose in one of the guillotine leagues by uh, two yards because Jamal Williams is out with a hamstring injury. So that's a little depressing, but we're, we're, we're not going to focus on that. We're just going to focus on all the games that we've seen so far in week two. We each have come up with a bunch of takeaways. We're going to try to cover as many games as we can. And we'll just go round robin style. style. So uh, I don't know. Alex, you want to start us off? Austin started off with the takeaway or with the headlines. You start off with the takeaways. All right, so I think I had the take before the season that I thought Sean Payton was going to come in and fix Russell Wilson. I think I'm going to backtrack on that a little bit. He just he looks old. He can't he can't scramble and get out of pressure like he used to always do with the Seahawks. And even on a couple of his deep balls, he just looks like his arm strength is sort of taking a hit. I mean, he hasn't had any major surgeries or anything, no major injuries. But he's only 34, and it's it's just concerning what's happening with him right now. Even though he's, his stats look okay, like fantasy-wise, he's doing fine. But His stats were good this past week. Most, except for he's get, he's also percentage. getting most of those stats, though, in the first halves. And then in the second half, the defense comes out, makes an adjustment, and he just can't really find it. So that's what I'm really concerned about. Yeah. No, I, uh, I think Russ is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Let Russ cook. But hey, a, I, I think he's way. done, man. They left it him just, on too long. It doesn't look good, and I don't even think he's a starter by the end of this year. Left him in the. I left him in the Stidham oven time. Just a little too long. <laughs> yeah, I think it is going to be Stidham time. I think if they lose to Miami this week, Ew, yeah, the I think you see a switch. Honestly, I, maybe not Miami. Maybe you know if if they don't at least split versus Bears and Jets, then I think they switch. Oh, they should beat the Bears and the Jets. They you think Sean exactly. Payton came back to miss the playoffs? No, I don't think he did. But I do think that the Dolphins are a very good team. So if Russ has a good showing, but then yeah, they like, get one more week. Yeah, I mean, maybe use the Bears yeah, and Jets I as like just, a. I I don't know, like, man. I, I think it's coming. I agree with you, man. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh gosh. You just think about the trade, and it's just like it just I know. But he, Sean Payton more. didn't make that trade. They they hired right. him to come and fix this it fix this just, thing. I'm not even really a Broncos fan, and it just hurts me <laughs> to see that. It doesn't hurt me because the Broncos Alex got their fine. Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, like cool. you can't expect every single veteran quarterback you bring in to right. equate to a Super Bowl. Peyton's my goat. I love that guy. So. I don't know, man. It just it just doesn't seem like Russ has it anymore. This looks old. like I, I I think Brady and I and I wrote about this not not this exactly, but in terms of Brady kind of ruining our mindset on things. I wrote about this in the Substack last week that like the dominance of those Brady Belichick Patriots teams kind of conditioned us to think that all these, you know, these, the good teams stay good and the bad teams stay bad or every year in the NFL, you always see this turnover from the, from the playoff teams. And I think Brady's also conditioned us to think that, oh yeah, uh, quarterback over 35, no big deal. There's not going to be any drop off physically. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any drop off, you know, mentally trying to read the defense that's ever changing. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you're seeing that with the rest. I just, I, I just think, don't think he's got it. There's an extra yeah. layer of this too that it's like because the Broncos were so bad last year, they were thinking surely it cannot get worse than last year, and so everybody was a little bit up on the Broncos this year. Mm-hmm. And then for Russ to come out looking as sluggish as he has, yeah, and I know the stats look okay, but I mean his completion percentage was barely over fifty percent. Yeah, this past week. Their defense um, also sucks too, though they cannot get off the field, which is. Strange because they've got a bunch of good young guys, but who have been in the league now for two or three years. But you know, but it is that what game, it is. that game felt like an aberration for that defense because, I mean, so last week they lost to the Raiders. Oh, what was that score? It was. Um, I think it was. I'm pulling it up here. Seventeen to sixteen. Yeah, and I know that last season there was a stat that like if the Broncos would have scored more than 17 points a game, they would have been like 11 and six last year. Like their defense is their defense for them. I mean, going back to last year has been good. Obviously, you know, you give up 35 points to, uh, to the commanders and it's hard to say, Oh yeah, the defense wasn't a problem. So I I hear you, Alex, but. I just Russell Wilson. It to me, it seems like the stats don't tell the full story because you look at it like, oh, okay, he had over 300 yards passing, he had three touchdowns, yeah, he had the one pick. Obviously, he had that amazing hail mary. So, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna start him in fantasy with Joe Burrow out. He's a top five quarterback in fantasy right now. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely don't want him leading my team right now. So, hmm. All right, uh, Austin, your takeaway. So I think after two weeks, it's time, and I'm not quite to Andrew's level on this, but I'm my Eagles love meter at the start of the season was here. Not like love in terms of personal, but in terms of potential. Like I, I, I'm backing it off. The Vikings handed them that football game on literally. a silver platter. <laughs> yeah, literally handed. I mean, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory like i mean it was it was a textbook you know even if one less fumble you're fine two less fumbles you're really fine but they fumbled it three times right three or four yeah all in the first half right yeah it was insane and so yeah the eagles are going to be a good team i think they'll make the playoffs but we haven't seen and yeah jalen carter they had four fumbles and jalen carter looks really good you know, on that defense, but these Eagles just don't look the same. You know, they've had running back woes. Jalen Hurts just doesn't look, you know, as good as he did last year. Devontae Smith, you know, has been good. But, I mean, from a team that was just, you know, blowing the brakes off of people last year, I mean, just to – I mean, they're 2-0. and So, like, credit where credit is due. It's hard to win in the National Football League. But these games that they played the past two weeks – they should have won by more, and they didn't. Like got pre, preseason, preseason projections, they should have won by more. And the Vikings game, they should be one and one right now. They should be. But I've got two words for you about the Eagles. Shane Steichen. Because this was this was one of the biggest things that I was mentioning in my fading of the Eagles all offseason. The coordinator was moves. they lost their coordinators. And it's hard for a team to lose both their coordinators when you have a 
a nut job of a head coach like the Eagles have and expect to just keep it moving. Like it's one thing if Kyle Shanahan loses a coordinator, right? It's another thing if Nick Sirianni loses a coordinator. And you talked about their offense not looking very just very good. DeAndre Swift um, looked good, but that I, I you can't expect that. You can't expect that from him week to week. So I mean 175 so, yards is nutty. So are you all, are you all familiar with like EPA per play? Yeah. In the NFL. Remind me. It's just like it's like a standard, it's like the standard like analytics metric used. And basically, like the higher EPA per play, like EPA is expected points added. So, okay. like on offense, the higher EPA, like the more efficient and more effective, and like the better you are as an offense, right? And so, if you look at drop back EPA per play, so passing situations, <laughs> the Eagles through two weeks are slightly worse than the Atlanta Falcons. Huh. They're slightly better than this is on dropback EPA per play. This is not rush. If you go rush EPA per play, you yeah. know, they're they're actually they're actually literally right next to the Atlanta Falcons in both categories because they both run the ball really well and they haven't passed the ball well. Um, they're slightly better than the Tennessee Titans. They're better than the Houston Texans. They're worse, speaking of Shane Steichen, worse than the Indianapolis Colts in dropback EPA per play. They're worse mm-hmm. than the Josh Dobbs, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Hey, Josh Dobbs does not look bad. He had a good first half. He had a good first half. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. But you look at like the Colts with Anthony Richardson has have looked very good. Especially last game. Especially prayers, last game. Prayers up for that guy. good with Gardner too. Whereas the Eagles look kind of lost on offense. Hmm. And if they weren't going up, going up against the Vikings run defense – they don't win that game. I mean, they DeAndre Swift ran for 175 yards. He looks mm-hmm. like CJ Anderson in the playoffs against the Cowboys. Like it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So don't talk about. That. I, I'm glad you're starting to come to my side. Like that, these Eagles aren't this juggernaut that we should just pencil into the Super Bowl. They're going to make the playoffs. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't. I won't pencil them into the Super Bowl anymore. And I'm probably going to walk back. My Jalen Hurts is winning the uh, MVP take. Good. But they're still two and zero, and they win a wild some, card game. There were some improvements from week one to week two in the play calling. I'd agree with Andrew that it's sort of been a mess. He's sort of trying to find his mojo with that. But they got the Bucks on Monday Night Football coming up, so we'll see what he does against Baker. But Bucks also have a pretty over. good defense, so it's going to be another good test for him. And it's in Tampa, so humidity as well. Nobody likes yeah. playing in Tampa. Well, Nobody. and go look at the Eagles' schedule. Or don't even bother looking at it because I've got it. Yeah, I was I've just looking at that. It's sort of a gone. Eagle, Andrew was ready for the hate today. The Commanders so are no, no gimme anymore. The Rams. So yeah, Buccaneers, Commanders at the Rams, which at, the Rams are no gimme. Like you said, Cooper Cup will be back by then. At the Jets. Then they play at the Jets. Jets might have a new quarterback. Who knows? Eh. Kirk Cousins. And then after the Jets game, are you ready for this? Yeah. This is a... Oh, oh, this is a seven week stretch where they go Dolphins, <laughs> Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys and Seahawks and Seahawks. <laughs> Notice how he originally stopped before the Seahawks. <laughs> I had to add that in. Hey, Gino will the, be this, MVP. These locked Eagles by are them. not going to be a one seed like they're like those. There aren't a ton of easy wins left on their schedule. They might be a six or seven seed. Yeah. Wildcard team, maybe. 
because the Cowboys schedule is not nearly as hard. Yeah. No, y'all need to be players. like, this is going to be hard for you, Austin, as a Cowboys fan, but y'all need to be rooting for the Eagles to make the playoffs because if they miss the playoffs, I will be insufferable on this podcast. If you thought I had my victory lap for calling the Cardinals having a top five pick, <clears throat> oh man, these Eagles missed the playoffs. So let's, Alex, <laughs> let's talk. All right. So which victory lap is going to be more insufferable? The Andrew, if the Eagles missed the playoffs, victory lap, or the Trent, if Justin Fields doesn't get his stuff together, victory lap. Honestly, I don't even care that much about Justin Fields anymore, and I think we're going to get that at next, but um, he can have that victory lap at this point. It's bad. Yeah, let's – okay, let's but get I think that. Trent, that's Trent, my, Trent is going to bring it up, but – oh, yeah, that's a good – I didn't Trent, even see Trent it. Might be, Trent might be, might be more insufferable for, about that. I think Might too. Be. It's just a that's a function of personality. But that's that's like he likes to rub things in. That's that's like even odds, him and I on who would be worse in those outcomes. So that's that's a good question. At least with your outcome, the 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 you know result you would find is some joy. The Eagles do miss the playoffs, which is awesome. Yeah. So no, t- totally. All right, my my first takeaway. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the music. Oh no. I'm gonna play the music. <laughs> Bring it. Oh, I'm starting to get worried about Justin Fields. Especially Justin Fields on the Bears. This guys, this does not look good. It's bad. Like, I've been a defender, Alex has been a defender, Austin has been a defender. We, I said this was the AAA podcast. This is like the Justin Fields podcast right now. It's bad, guys. They, But again, I don't think the Bears are doing him any favors. No. So he might be out of the league before we actually know what Justin Fields in a good situation could look like. Because they ran in that, what, in that game ceiling pick six that he threw. That was the third consecutive screen pass where it was the exact same play that the Bears ran. Same wide receiver sets, same snap count. Everything was to the letter identical. How you can't, no one can succeed in that situation. And I think we're starting to see that Justin Fields is not going to succeed in that situation. And it really bums me out because I, I've wanted, I just really, really wanted him to be good, and I don't think it's going to happen. You know, there is a silver lining to this, Andrew. The arena football highlights are going to be <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Or, the, 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 or, the, fa- or no. the fan the fan controlled football league with Johnny Shame. Manziel. I'm shaming you. Shane, <laughs> no. Shane. He's come under the, uh, the renegades with Bob Stoops. Uh, yeah, come on, Stoops. Stoops can write the ship. <sighs> that was mean. <laughs> That was mean. But I, I, where are y'all at on Justin Fields? Because I just, it's, I'm really bummed out about it. Yeah, it that, sucks. He just looks lost. Like there was that one clip where like he had a guy open in the flats and he just wanted to run it and he ran right into his offensive line. Like, and then there was another clip where he probably should have ran it, but he wanted to stay in the pocket and throw it. Like he just doesn't know what he wants to do right now. Yeah, I saw this 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 picture on Facebook and it made me mad. And it's uh so Ohio State quarterbacks are combined zero and six to start the year. 
in the NFL. And it was CJ Stroud, Justin Fields, and then Joe. they put Joe Burrow in there. <laughs> I'm, I like, I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. But yeah, no, the Justin Fields thing bums me out because he's so freaking talented. It's just sometimes he's a little dumb. <laughs> so, it's that Ohio State education, I guess. It's Ohio State's the best, the best high school in the state of Ohio. So I might just have to shift my uh, um, my obsession with like a young running quarterback from Justin Fields to Anthony Richardson because Richardson has looked electric. Mm-hmm. So that that just might be my pivot. He's Why don't you come hop? Just problem. come hop on the Jordan Love train with me, Andrew. Dude, Jordan he's look bad. This Jordan Love, his start to this season is fool's gold. You go I, look at you go look at like any of the advanced stuff about him. I mean, yeah, they were gold, they man. were they were cupcake first two games. They were cupcake. They should not have lost yesterday either. They shouldn't have lost yesterday. I still believe and I think he's just gotta get reps. That thing I sent you the other day. Jordan Love is my Trey Lance. That's he's that's leading my, the league in aggressive throws uh-huh. so far through two games. 25% of his throws, his receiver has less than one yard of separation. And he's got no picks. That's, that's what I'm saying. Money. That's what I'm saying. It's lucky. He's accurate, bro. You so, say lucky, I say accurate. Dimes. But dimes. no, because even because dimes. look at this. Speaking so here's another dimes. here's another stat. They do they do completion percentage and then they do expected completion percentage based on like all these different factors. And his completion percentage is 55.8. His expected completion percentage was 66.6. So he's got the worst differential in football. Working out the kinks. Working out the kinks. This is really his first season. He's got one start under his belt. I think I said in in our fantasy league chat that – He's like the Clyde Edwards Hilaire of quarterbacks this year. You did. That was a good that was a good comparison. But hey, uh, maybe maybe the, maybe this guy realizes his potential. I take Jordan Love over some quarterbacks. I mean, he got to start he got to start off against the Bears defense. He you know, started his season on second base and thought he hit a double. Hey, he had three touchdowns in week two. So all right, Alex, do you have another takeaway? Uh, yeah, I'm really concerned about the Bengals. Like I know people have said, well, they started 0-2 last year, but, uh, Joe Burrow is not healthy. He's banged up Mm -hmm. now and they have to play the Rams next week with Aaron Donald. So I would please sit Joe Burrow or else he might not play the rest of the season. And then the Bengals are deep doo-doo, but. And then my fantasy team is in deep doo-doo too so oh yeah you've spent what 450 dollars on them yeah i really thought that people were going to bid a lot higher for a top three quarterback in the nfl but i guess not so he's not we all knew that he was going to re-aggravate his calf i believed (laughs) but i also have i have joe burrow in all three of my sleeper leagues and then of quick fantasy update monday night football nick chubb just went down with what looks to be a really bad injury. Oh, oh no. Should have traded him. Oh, oh no. <laughs> All hey, that, everyone is kneeing. Everyone on both teams is kneeing. It's not. Hey, that, tra- that trade request is still in my inbox. Should I go accept it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing what it. Should I do it? it? What was it? Was, it? it was the golf and chub for Myers, Pickens, and Charbonnet. I still wouldn't do it, Charbonnet. No, I wouldn't nah. do it. You but said I mean, it was even. If Chubb, if Chubb is down, then I'm screwed. 
Yeah, but Charbonnet's not even playing. You're, you're not going to replace him with Charbonnet, yeah. Well, no, but if Chubb is on the ground, maybe done for, then who cares? I don't know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, David Montgomery got carted off the field and it was like a bone bruise. He's going to be back in like two weeks. Maybe, maybe Davey will forget about it. Hmm. There you go. And then when it comes out that they have to amputate his leg tomorrow. Yeah, subscribe, Subscribe to like Rappaport's tweets or something. And as soon as a report comes out, then you'll know what to do. I think I'm already subscribed to Draft Report, so I think I'm good. Okay. Awesome. Let's pray that. Takeaway? Uh, my next takeaway. So while we're talking about worry meter, so how worried are we? And I'm asking because I didn't watch either of the Chargers games. How mm. worried are we about the Chargers this season? Well, they're on my do not bet list now. That's for sure. They are 0-2. They lost to the Titans this past week. You know, the week before they lost to, who was it? The... It was a shootout uh, game. The Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, Dolphins understand that loss. They hung with them the whole time. But they lost in overtime to the Titans, who none of us are very high on the Titans. No. You know, the rushing the rushing game is what's uncertain with me, with Eckler being out. And then, you know, you've got like what, Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, Keenan, I, Keenan Allen's look good. But I mean, Herb, Herbert three hundred five yards and two touchdowns this past week. Um, completion percentage was maybe a little off from what he's normally been. But like, how worried are y'all about the Chargers? Ten out of ten. It was sixty five point eight percent. They need a new coach. They need to call Lincoln Riley. See what he's doing. He's in the same town. I don't know. I don't know. Well. I'm having a hard time answering that. 10 seems high. 10 is like, oh my goodness, they're going to miss the playoffs, right? They might miss the playoffs. Or is 10 like top five? Is 10 top five pick? No, I think think it's missing the playoffs with a guy like Herbert. They're not going to be top five. They're not that bad. I'd say that maybe like a six or seven because I think they have a Brandon Staley problem. But I also think that Kellen Moore took that job to hopefully become the next head coach. So I could see, I think Kellen Moore going to the Chargers is kind of like Biennemi going to the Commanders. Like if things weren't going to go well in Washington, Biennemi would be ready to step up. And I think if things don't go well in Los Angeles, then Kellen Moore is ready to step up. So I see. How many of us had the Chargers in our our playoff playoff projections? I don't think I had them in there. I didn't. Um, let me go look, which let's let our listeners know about this. So what we decided to do, so we posted our playoff picks, uh, before the season and every four weeks, whenever we do our podcast, we're each going to be allowed to change one team. And it's going to be interesting who we choose for the first one here. I actually did not know that. So So, two weeks, can we just swap teams? Like it's one move, you right? A division winner or something like that. Can we do that? Yeah, you can. It's just one move. It can be whatever you want it to be. So, what if okay. like I had the eagle, the Cowboys at five, and the Eagles at one? Could I Your technically could swap them? Could I do? But could I do the Cowboys at one, the Eagles at seven, and move six and five up? Uh because it's kind of crappy if I have to take you know multiple weeks to do yeah, that. That's. I think if you're bringing a team in and then bringing a team out, 
Well, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. That might work, but okay. So looking at the Chargers, um, okay, I'm really proud for, proud of us. None of us picked them to make the playoffs, huh? Not a single one. Go us. That's kind of surprising, but we knew, yeah. we knew Brandon Staley was a fraud. Good job, go. guys. But yeah. I also I also didn't put the Giants in the playoffs, and I am happy about that. Jamal Williams is back. Oh, baby, is he back. Oh baby, the, is he the, back? The, po- the Pokemon or, heroes. No, I think he's might just be saying I'm not dead because one of the other guys has um, oh, Nick Chubb. He, that's oh, what, that's what he said. Hold on, hold on. I know that listeners love to hear about our fantasy teams. Hey, don't joke about um, injuries in that chat. Just so you know. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, maybe. So I've got a three point lead. Over a it's guy not a, who has, it's not in Viva, right? It's in the the second one. All right, I'm not in that one. I've got a three point lead over a guy who's got Nick Chubb and Adam Thielen. Oh, it's gonna be close because Nick Chubb's Chubb not coming gone. back. <laughs> he just got carted off the field. Oh my gosh! Okay, um, let's go to another one of my takeaways. All right, uh, we were wrong to be sleeping on the Rams. Oh yeah. Which I don't think I fully believe this, but I think that I I think I did ask the question when we were previewing the West divisions of are we ridiculous to just assume that the Rams are like the bottom of this division or like, you know, the third team in this division? And are we discounting the fact that they still have Sean McVay and Matt Stafford and at the time Cooper Cup? Well, we made a we made a separate tier for them, right? Cuz uh, we, we figured that have. King of Mid was not the Good tier. <laughs> it was like, what did we hear? Al? I've got it here. Team tier. We said, we actually said King of mid. We did. Okay. I thought we, we were did. thinking about making a new tier for them. We said 49ers were Super Bowl or bust. I agree with that. Seahawks were wildcard team. Rams agree were King of mid and Cardinals were tanking for Caleb. That so, I, I still stand by this. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe put the maybe shift the Rams up to wildcard team, but yeah, I mean yeah, definitely so definitely shift the Rams up to wildcard. I did team. not see this season from uh, Matthew Stafford after basically having a pitcher's surgery last season. I thought his arm was sort of going to be dead. But he thought he was going to be Russ. And uh, I cannot remember the name of their new rookie receiver with twenty five. Luca Nakua. Yeah, the Mormon kid. Akuna Matata. The more the Mormon kid. He is balling. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to replace Cooper Cup, who is Cooper Cup a system receiver? I trying mean, to get trying to get his easy. own planet. That's what it is. <laughs> That's some system if you can win the triple crown as a system receiver. <laughs> system is rigged. But no, man, I like yeah, Stafford has looked good. Puka Nakua has looked good. Uh, I think this running back Kyron Williams is decent. That was I think a waiver Rams, wire pickup for Rams me. Are a playoff team. Agreed. Only lose by seven. Only to hang twenty three on San Francisco is pretty good. I think it'll come down to the second matchup with the Seahawks Rams for that one of those wild card spots. I'm assuming, but yeah, I could definitely see him being a wild card team. Let me go look at their schedule because I mean, so they, I got it up right here. Okay, so it's their next four games are Bengals, Colts, Eagles, or so they're at the Bengals, at the Colts. And then home for the Eagles and the Cardinals. And then they're home for the Steelers. 
Well, I mean, they're catching the Bengals at the right time. Right. Yeah, that sounds like three and one, those four you listed off. And that's going to be – that's the Thursday night game. I'd say, well, I'd no, say three. I'd say game. four and one in their next five because they beat the Steelers, I think. And then they've got Cowboys, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Commanders, Saints, Giants, 49ers. That's not a bad schedule. Yeah. Sounds, they could get 10 wins. Yeah. All right. We've covered – a lot. Does anyone have any other takeaways? So I've got I, like a before I just like I've got one more. Gush at the mouth about the Cowboys here for a second. And I will I will join you in that. But oh I think you know going into the season, you know, we see like this you know, people like to put teams in tiers. And people forget about how good the NFL is and how bottom team tier or bottom tier teams can still just rip off wins. Mm. against good teams. So you look at like the Titans over the Chargers this past week. I wouldn't say the Titans are bottom tier, but they're definitely not great. And then, or like how, you know, in the first half, the Cardinals looked like they were just going to mop the Giants on the floor. And then the Giants came back and won. I think, and you know, you've seen some close games between good teams and bad teams. I wouldn't call the Patriots a bad team, but them almost beaten mm. uh, Miami last night. You know, that was, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, I think... This is just a good reminder two weeks in that there's a lot of parody in the NFL and that even though you think that your picks or fantasy picks or bets or whatever might be a lock, <laughs> they are not. I thought Cincy with a point and a half a week one was a steal and it was not. So this is just a reminder that it's going to hey, be a lot. Uh, quick Monday night football update. Um, it sounds like this Dick Chubb injury is pretty serious. So we're obviously all wishing the best for him. Yeah. Apparently Joe Buck on the mm-hmm. broadcast said, I am told the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen. Troy Aikman says it's as bad as you can imagine. Oh, gosh. So they're also, not even showing it on TV. And also Andy Dalton is in for the Panthers right now. I didn't see really? Bryce Young get hurt, but he Andy Dalton is in at quarterback. Tell me what okay. to do. Jacoby Myers, George Pickens, and Charbonnet. Charbonnet I still wouldn't just because nobody. of the the golf piece. DJ Dallas might be better than Charbonnet. Like so, think I, of it. Think of it as Charbonnet, Pickens, and Myers for golf. Golf is good, but I also have. But this is di- like Chubb will be back next year. That too. He'll be twenty eight next year. But it's that's he, fine. I'm not worried about that. He's, the, he's in the elite tier. You can you can hold on to him till 30, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. But going back to your point, Austin, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like I think that's one of the things that separates college from the NFL is with the exception of the University of South Florida. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. You just don't have these big blowouts. Like I mean, you do from time to time, but. Look at the Giants Cardinals game. The Cardinals looked unbeatable in the first half and then fell apart in the second half. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen week to week. So, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, I think college see. football and toddlers have a lot in common. Blow, <laughs> blowouts. Um, Alex, did you have any other takeaways from week two or can, can we end it on the Cowboys? Um, I guess just one takeaway Tyler Lockett is elite. So I had this mm-hmm. stat pulled up since 2018. 
the uh, leading pass catching touchdown guys in the NFL. We got Devontae Adams, 62, Tyree Kill, 53, Mike Evans, 51, Travis Kelsey, 48. And at number five, no one talks about it. Tyler Lockett, 47. This guy just continues in the red zone. He doesn't miss. That he's when you're in the red zone, you need somebody to catch a chest down. He's him. Just give him the ball, give him a chance. He's got it. Yeah. Are you saying that they should have passed it? Oh, wait, Tyler Lockett wasn't on the team, was he? I think he... that was right before his rookie year. Okay. We drafted him right after that. So you're saying if that Super Bowl team had Tyler Lockett, you would have won? Uh, yeah, I don't think he gets beat off the line like uh, that one dude did, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> he's he's one of the – I agree with you. He's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I underrated him. And now that I have him in fantasy – this is my first time having him in fantasy um, in a redraft, and he's been solid. So happy with that. He's just – yeah, he's just he's just a good football player. So that's that's a good takeaway. You need the guys that will just get their projections. Yeah. That's yeah. what That is what Absolutely. he will do. And he might boom occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's gush. We need to talk about the Cowboys. Let's play like fruit snacks and gush. All right. Because, yes, okay, they played Zach Wilson at quarterback, but they also played the Jets defense that had the Bills have four turnovers against them a week ago. So everyone, everyone here, everyone would say that the Jets defense is probably a top five to seven defense in the NFL. I, top five, period. So... With that said, whenever you have Mr. Rain Dakota Prescott carving them up like it's the Thanksgiving game because he treated that defense like a holiday ham, it deserves to be mentioned. No picks. No picks. Two games mention CD's, CD getting wide open and making a sauce garden delete his Twitter account too. So I saw this thing where he only was actually matched up on him one time. Is that true? I thought I saw a thing where it was like he had seven catches for 77 yards on him. And what uh, CD or Saw said was completely false. What a Dallas line. Yeah. Well, and also, if you're a Sauce Gardner, like you can't carry yourself with the swagger that you do and talk the crap that you do and have someone do that against your defense. You had a rough first two weeks. Like CD Lamb was a madman. He. He looked so good. 11 receptions, 143 yards, didn't even have a touchdown. He had 66 yards after the catch. That's what CD does. Guy can fly. He's so good. And I saw the the Cowboys only need five more wins to go over Trent's win total. (laughs) He'll get that week six or seven. (laughs) Hello, diapers. Hello, diapers for Austin. I might actually have him get me pull-ups, but I don't know. Not for me. And I said get me pull-ups, but let me rephrase. Yeah. And to people who want to say, oh, well, they played the Giants week one. Like, okay, let me go look at our let me go look at our playoff predictions. Um I had the Giants in the playoffs. Trent had the Giants in the playoffs. Okay, I think that was it. Yeah. The other three of you didn't. No, no, no. Rosie had the Giants in the playoffs. So 60% of this podcast had the Giants in the playoffs. So you beat the Giants on the road, and then you beat a good Jets defense. I'm sorry. There's what more do you want? Like you're also both to... both teams were playing in the rain. Yeah, week yeah, one. Exactly. Just in case you want to use that as an argument, 
Rosie. Maybe a certain person on this podcast. Both teams are playing in the rain. Mm-hmm. So do and if you want if you want to try to talk down their opponent, you're supposed to beat down the bad teams if you think they're bad. And the Cowboys have a plus sixty point differential, which I know Trent, as a Vikings fan, doesn't like to talk about point differential. But when it's a plus sixty, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. So I just it's like the Rangers early in the season. They need to be talked about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, why did you have to do that? I'm trying to have a nice moment here. I know. I'm excited about these Cowboys though because they're fun to watch. This defense and Micah Parsons. Like Micah Parsons might be the most dominant defensive player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Can I make my own line and make the call? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You want to make the call? Yeah, sure. My God. Okay. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. So I think the Cowboys are going to win 15 games this year, win the division. And finally break the curse. I think they're going to at least the NFC Championship game. Hey, let's go. Hey. 15 and 2. This defense looks monstrous. Like, I'm a huge believer in Dan Quinn for obvious reasons, but I think Micah Parsons could have 20 sacks. Diggs looks good. I don't, their schedule is not difficult because they didn't win division last year either. So. Mm-hmm. Just beat who you're supposed to beat and play good against the uh, good good teams that you play and take care of business. And I don't see any reason why they can't. They basically have like I love, two. I love you. Yeah, I I, I I love that. I'm glad you said it and not me because it carries more weight since you're not a Cowboys fan. Yeah. They've got two tough stretches. Um, in week five. Starting in week five, they have a four-game stretch of the 49ers, the Chargers, the Rams, and the Eagles. Yeah, and that game's in San Francisco. So that'll be the first big test to see what we got. And then they have a tough three-game stretch for weeks 15 through 17 at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home versus the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know about the Lions. Their defense. Eh. Especially, yeah, because I saw Gardner Johnson might be out for the year. That too. Yeah. I So I'm not scared of the Bills. I, I wrote about them in last week's newsletter that they're probably going to miss the playoffs. So yeah. I agree with you. So, yeah, I think tough stretch. Yeah, two-game stretch. That was tough. So... Josh Allen just ate Josh Allen this year. So, no, I think the problem is Josh Allen is Josh Allen. He has a Josh that, Allen problem. That's true. Yeah, this might be it. All the all the hoopla about Dak's interceptions last year. When since Josh Allen has entered the league, he leads the league in turnovers. That and Diggs considered could implode that whole locker room at any moment. Yeah, yeah. That report that came out from that media member this past week. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that was funny. All right, anything else on week two, gentlemen? Or can we talk about our favorite hydration multiplier? Hey, our player props did better. Go for it. Or our, our player our, props did do better. Our predictions, whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. So Trent and Austin and Rosie. I need to start posting those on the weekend so listeners can see them. Trent, Austin, and Rosie got their picks right. Uh, myself and Alex missed ours. So everyone's one and one except Alex is 0 and 2. So but, pod coming up. 
Hashtag comeback kid. <laughs> so Alex, you know, you could take a plus 250 underdog, double your money. We'll say that for later in the season. We get, like okay. Austin said, we're still feeling stuff. Alex on the solo pod is going to be like, so the difference between Sativa and Indica is that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There's so many avenues that we could go. That's Northern oh, Lights man. Cannabis I might have to, Indica. I might have to be on it just to like be a sensitive case. Yeah. No, that's marijuana, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Are the bucks, are the bucks a plus 250 underdog? Really? I know the line's six and a half. I'm checking. I might take Baker and the Bucks. Why not? You should take the Commanders this week. Because my pick for this next week is Bucks plus six and a half. Um, that's just the line. Oh, the line's already moved to plus to plus. Oh, six. it's actually moved down a point. That's now five and a half. Yeah, everyone believes in Baker. Hold on, it's I'm good. gonna go look and see what the what just the money line is for that game. Are you buying it at five and a half now? Well, no, I, I already locked it in at six and a half. That's why I was trying to be early because I knew it was going to move. No, they're uh, only Tampa's only plus two fifteen. There hasn't been many plus two fifty underdogs so far. The Commanders I, are plus also in that feel out zone. Maybe the Cardinals probably. I bet they're Cardinals are plus four fifty against the Cowboys on Sunday. Yeah, the I'm Giants are plus four hundred on the 49ers, and the Commanders are plus two forty. So Giants you might, might be feisty if they can contain purdy a little bit i think the commanders can beat the bells this week so if that moves to plus 250 you need to jump on it so all right let's move on to our draft for week three before we do gotta tell you about our friends over at liquid iv uh i had some when was that i think it was sunday had my morning coffee wanted to make sure i was hydrated you know at church i didn't want to just be downing water and have to you know take a bathroom break in the middle of the sermon Been so there Best way to combat that is to pop a little liquid IV in a water bottle. It hydrates you twice as fast as water alone, has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. They've got the sugar-free white peach and the lemon lime. They've got the new kids flavors. It just, they've got it all. I mean, they, they also have stuff that aren't even like they have a, they have lines beyond just their hydration multipliers. They've got some caffeinated ones. They've got ones that are supposed to help you sleep. They've got some, um, immune support it just i mean they've got it all go try the kids the kids line my daughter begs for it really she wants it all the time there my kid did not drink water so if you want if you have a child that does not drink water get the mouths of babes go try the kids version of liquid iv and you can do that. You can go try Liquid IV today and get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MTC at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MTC at liquidiv.com. Ooh, that's a good rhyme. MTC at Liquid IV. There you go. Mm. All right. We're going to look ahead to week three. We've got uh we've got a couple college football junkies on the podcast this week as not not just NFL. All three of my picks are college football. <laughs> so what we what we decided to do is we're looking at the slate. We're looking at the schedule for week 3 for the NFL. We're looking at the schedule for week 4 for college football. There's three of us. We're going to go three rounds and we're going to draft the three games we're most excited for and they can be NFL or college. So if Austin wants to go all college, he can. If I want to go all NFL, I can. 
We're just going to go around, talk about each game, and that's how we're going to preview this weekend slate. And this will honestly kind of be a preview for the uh, football newsletter this Friday because I bet some of these games are going to be mentioned there as well. So let's see. How do we want to decide who goes first, gentlemen? So we also – we all drafted our – Yeah, we drafted our college football playoff generator too. So did we do that by random? Is that what we all did? Right. Uh, let's do a random number generator. Um one to a hundred. Give us give a number. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Okay. I Austin. will go twenty. Twenty. I will go with statistically you should pick fifty-seven. Eighteen. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Seventy-eight. Alex. Is a so it'll go Alex, Austin, and then me, and we'll go snake style. All right. You got you got a you got a, a spreadsheet up that you can display. Uh, I or, didn't wasn't planning on it, but I oh can. yeah, just do it in the doc. Just do it in the doc. So that I'll just do it in the doc. Okay, picks. that works. Yeah. Alex, your first pick, the top game this weekend that you're just like, oh, I I, I can't wait. Clearing the schedule, uh, I'm sitting my butt on a couch to watch it. I think I'm going to go with Bama versus Ole Miss. No! <laughs> Jalen Milrow getting back in the uh, starting spot for Bama. But this is really a put-up-or-shut-up game for Bama because if they go and lose, <coughs> they're at home. If they go 2-2, two and two, the dynasty might be fleeting to almost over. But it's also a put-up-or-shut-up game for Ole Miss because they had a good showing against Tulane, but it's Tulane. They were at home. Actually, no, they were on the road, but it's also, let's see what Jackson Dart can do against a real defense. He's leading their team in passing, obviously, and rushing, 212 yards rushing. But overall, I think it's going to be a pretty good SEC showdown, like Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban, another old Alabama coach coming back to face Nick Saban. And let's see what the line's at. It is um, Bama minus seven. I would jump on Ole Miss. That's a lot of points for Bama right now, who has no idea what they're doing on offense. Their defense is still pretty solid, but... I'm taking the Ole Miss money line this week. Yeah. That might... I think there's blood in the water. I said it on our college football preview pod. The Bama reign of terror is over. They have a chance to put a nail in Nick Saban's coffin this week. And Lane would mm. love that. Lane will okay. so what I think I think Saban in like a whole bunch of years you know he hadn't been beat by any assistants former assistants the past two years two of them have gotten his number I think Lane Kiffin will join the club this Saturday and be the third so all right Austin what is your first pick well I gotta go look now um uh, you know I should have been looking the whole Oregon. time but yeah I think I'm gonna take Colorado Oregon. Or I wanted to take Penn State. No, I'm going to take Colorado, Oregon. Because Travis Hunter, side note, that guy should have been ejected. Number 11. Don't even care to know his name for the dirty hit. It's too late. should be suspended for one game. Should be suspended. But this is where we're going to find out what Colorado really is. You know, Their first big test. You know, I mean, TCU was their big test. But, I mean, TCU, nah. Um. (laughs) <laughs> what is this team without Travis Hunter? So, uh, yeah. you know, Shadur Sanders, beast, Heisman candidate. But 
you know, the Oregon Oregon is favored by twenty one right They're now. They're also in Eugene. They are in Eugene. I think Colorado can cover this week. I don't know if they can win. So Yeah. That's bold taking a, a twenty one point spread as your as your big game, but I I, I, it's hard to argue with it because I mean the pre. So what team in recent memory has been preseason hyped as much as this team? It's oh no, I'm with you. I it borderline getting annoying. <laughs> I'm not. Right. Lie. It's not Texas annoying. <laughs> uh, it's getting close. It's not even close. I think I want to see Colorado lose. Hey, but you know what? Props to both of them because they're both getting lots of attention because they're relevant for the first time in 17 years. So it's it's just it's cool to see. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so it comes to me at the turn and I'm really glad that you both went college because now I just get to look at the NFL slate and this one was circled on my board. And honestly, the value of getting it here at three is, is outstanding. And I'm going the formerly of San Diego chargers at the Minnesota Vikings Dang it. loser leaves town. Both teams yep. are Owen two. One of these teams are walking out of that game 0-3 unless they have a tie, which honestly a tie I might root for because that would be just subjectively <laughs> hilarious. I mean, these two teams are basically the same too. That's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. The line is even. Vegas <laughs> has not put a favorite on it. It is even. And I think both of these teams are desperate. You're going to see fake punts. You're going to see it going forward on fourth down. You're going to see trick plays. Like, it's just, it's going to be, what's the meme? Just absolute cinema. It's just going to be absolute cinema. Because it's just, it, I know, it's the Chargers and the Vikings. You know some weird crap is going to happen. Yep. Who's Who's going to be? Oh, go ahead. Like the Vikings. And, and Eckler is out. So. And Eckler is going to be out. Lots of airing it out. You're going to have touchdowns caught off of people's helmets. Like, it's just, I cannot wait. And it's in the noon slate. Like, that's, Red Zone is going to be just, I think majority of the time just going to be fixated on this game. Yeah. Touchdown, it's just going to be touchdown, chaos. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So I'll take no that defense. as my first pick, which brings it back to me. And you took two really good games off college. So I'll leave the college board up to, to you two. Um, honestly, I want to, I, a game that I'm very intrigued by. Uh, well, no, let me take it now. Eagles at Buccaneers Monday night. Damn. Eagles are we we talked about it with five and a half. I think this is gonna be the Eagles' first loss. I think the Bucks are gonna be three and zero, oh, and it's gonna be the Monday night game. And so the leading story for Greeny on get up is gonna be some Baker segment of are the Bucks not gonna miss a beat from Tom Brady going to Baker Mayfield? And you're gonna have Ryan Clark give some spiel about it. Like I can, I can see oh, it now. Or Orlovsky is gonna be in his, in oh. his, you know, white tennis shoes, going <laughs> doing the film breakdown, talking about what makes Baker so special. And I think the Bucks win this game. Um, I think it it is it's gonna be the first kind of bump in the road, like legit bump in the road for the Eagles this season. And I I just can't wait for it. I love that show, by the way. Get up is a personal favorite of mine. Not gonna lie. I like all the I like all the guys on there. I like Greeny. I like RC. I like Dan. I'm not saying it's the best analysis, but they're all pretty entertaining together. So I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's back to Alex. All right. I'm gonna 
you took basically the two good NFL games, so I'm going to stick It's almost college. like we left it wide open for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going UCLA, Utah. I believe Cam Rising is going to be back for the Utes. It's in Utah, and it's the first real test for Dante Moore, who's the uh, quarterback for UCLA. He's a freshman. Through three weeks, 615 yards passing, seven TDs, only one interception. He's been doing pretty solid, so... I sort of want to see if he's for real and if UCLA has something here. Hmm. UCLA versus Utah. Okay. Austin, your final two picks. I am having a hard I'm having a hard time between picking two college games. Um so I might just pick two college games and hope somebody picks Bills Commanders. Um so obviously I have to go with Ohio State and Notre Dame here. Um, sixth ranked Ohio State at ninth ranked Notre Dame. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, it, Alex is drinking the Notre Dame Kool Aid big time. They're beating them this week. I just have drank the Notre Dame Kool Aid before. It's different. Sure They've never they, had a quarterback like this. In they the, have scored season. forty points in every game this season so far. So they got a solid running back too. They do. And both teams have rel- relatively solid defenses. So I think it's just going to be who controls the line of scrimmage and opens Ohio up State the play action. is home, correct? Yes. Um, no, it's at, Notre Dame is at home. I just saw a video on Twitter of Nick Chubb's injury. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's it's bad. Oh, I feel bad. I feel so bad for him. Davey messaged me that he doesn't want to trade for him anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, he's the number one trend on Twitter right now. It is Jeez. bad. So yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame probably in that game. I think Ohio State is a phony, phony team. They finally still, f- figured out who their quarterback was, but I agree. If, it was still Western Kentucky. If Notre Dame can beat the brakes off of Ohio State. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. If it's close, Fair. not drinking the Kool-Aid. So I think they can do it, though. So that's my pick. And so then for my last pick, it's not as exciting of a matchup. I think Penn State's going to wipe the floor with Iowa. So I'm actually going to take Cincinnati and Oklahoma this week. Not Baylor versus Hell Texas? yeah. No. What? No. I'm taking they, Cincinnati, you know. Cincinnati and Oklahoma. It's in Cincinnati and I'm picking it because they are the same team. Excuse me. <laughs> Make the they, case. They are the same team. Their difference lost to Miami, Ohio. Their difference in total yards per game is nine yards. They OU's at five thirty four. Cincinnati's at five twenty five. Cincinnati does run the ball a little bit better, and their defense is there is an eighteen point difference in yards allowed. So. I'm picking shootout for this one. I love watching shootouts. That's why I'm taking it. This is the one that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch because I think it's going to be closer than people think. I do think OU gets to win. I'm starting to come around to them a little bit, Alex. Defense I think different this year. Venables with the defense, you know, Danny's I'm starting tough. to get starting to get worried about my bet there. I'm not taking UT versus Baylor because. Quite frankly, I don't care for either of those teams. That don't Baylor really got screwed two weeks ago against Utah. Baylor did get it screwed did. two weeks ago against Absolutely Utah. Absolutely screwed. They should be two and one. But yeah, I'm going to take OU and Cincinnati because I think it's going to be a they very inter- entertaining game. Okay. Alex, it's back to you then. 
Okay, this one's more personal. I don't think anyone else is really going to care about this game, but it's the Seahawks versus the Panthers. I'm going to be there in person. Get you to hopefully take it. see Bryce Young, who I think he's injured right now. Not really sure what's going on there, but not just seeing Bryce Young and seeing the Seahawks in person, but also pregame. They're doing the 10-year anniversary of the 2013 Super Bowl team. All oh, the LOB cool. is going to be there, and I could not be more excited. That is also why I really needed the Seahawks to win last week. Because now I have Russell something Wilson to cheer be there? for. No, thank God he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he would ruin the vibes. But um, we're one and one, going for two and one. The crowd's going to be live. Three oh five kickoff here in Central Time. So if you got Sunday mm. ticket, tune in. Maybe right. I'll see him. Maybe he'll be on the twenty five yard line. He'll be part of the twelfth man ripoff. So. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just waiting for someone to do the 13th man. Why hasn't yeah. that happened yet? <laughs> all right. My final pick. I will go all NFL here because Bill's commanders needs to be talked about. Thank you. It's in Washington. The line is Buffalo's six and a half favored by six and a half on six the road, which if I didn't feel so yeah, confident I mean- about the Eagles being frauds, that'd probably be my bet this week. Alex, you got to go catch the, the money line if it goes to plus 250. Right now it's plus 240. So. Ooh, yeah. Sam Howell. <laughs> oh, Come on, Eric Bieniemy's offense looks good. Brian Robinson looks good. That defensive line is nasty. So yeah. Should we change it to if it's a money line of plus 200? Should we? Should no, no, no. It's got to be plus 250. Plus 200 is yeah. too common. What about plus 230? No, no. You're getting greedy. Plus 250. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get Alex to win this week. The line might move. You never know. He might be able to find plus 250 somewhere. I'll monitor it. Check all the books. Everybody's buying commanders, though, so it's going to go down. No. Uh, But I'm choosing this game. Obviously, Josh Allen looked really bad in week one against a good defense. He looked really good in week two against a bad defense. Uh, Conventional wisdom would say week three against a good defense. I would be taking unders on the Bills and what on Josh Chase Allen, Young? except for interception total, take the over there. <laughs> What's the Chase Young story? Is he still out? Well, no, he, he was, was supposed to be on a pitch game. count in week two, and then he basically said, no, I want to play, and he played like every snap. So he got a I sack. think he's back. He was looking, yeah. Him and Montez Swilt were looking good. Montez Swilt was sort of coaching him up. Like They look like yeah. they have something building there. Yeah. Uh, so this game's going to be fun. It's another 12 o'clock game. So you'll have Vikings chargers at noon on Fox and then bills commanders at noon on CBS. Uh, I just, I feel like we're going to learn a lot about these, about these teams. Um, all four of them, honestly, commanders are two and O bills are one and one Vikings chargers. zero and two and week three, I think is going to be very telling. So I'm choosing that to wrap up this draft. Uh, I thought this was fun. This was a fun segment idea. It's a way to cover games quickly. It's nice. Yeah. 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 Good job, host. Good hosting. It was was fun. I like this. So that is going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. Make sure you listeners out there, you got to do a few things for us because we love you and we want you to just further support this podcast. And here's a way you can do that. You ready? You love us. Yeah. Here's a way you can do that. Subscribe to us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple. Whichever way you get your podcast, go subscribe, 
give us that five star rating that helps out with all the you know the search engine and you know all that stuff algorithms all that tech stuff i don't know if i've then, rated us on apple Ooh. then you, you go, austin i've rated us on i don't use okay, it austin's gonna go do it right now as i'm doing the closing remarks i've rated us so on spotify you, but that shows you how easy it is go do that uh also, go look in the show notes of this of this podcast. You're going to see a few links. You're going to see one for the YouTube. We record these podcasts live on YouTube every week, which means if you go watch the live recordings, you will find some stuff that don't does not always make it into the podcast. So if you want kind of like the bonus <laughs> making the call content, kind of. the slip ups and things like that, go check out the making the call YouTube. You'll see a link for that. Then you'll see a link to the Substack. Go click on that. Subscribe to the Substack. It's free. I know there's a lot of Substacks out there. Bob Sturm's got one. Mark Stein's got one. Those all cost money. Ours is free. Uh, we just want to provide you quality sports content. So go subscribe to the Substack. Austin is showing his uh, <laughs> um, screen right now. I just rated on the us. YouTube. He yeah, just gave us a five-star rating. And so, overall, we got a 5.0. 5.0. Keep that going. Keep that going, gentlemen and ladies. Um, yeah, my, my wife so rated us. Subscribe to the Substack, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, she all that good highly. stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'll do the dad joke this week. I got one for off air. So do you remember a couple of years ago when there was that trend where like people were like eating the Tide Pods? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, they found that it was really easy to convince ladies not to eat Tide Pods, but harder to deter gents. <laughs> that's a pretty good one that's, that's, <laughs> that's the best one it. you've that's the one you've that's, that's the best one you've had in a while yeah that's the best yeah. one this whole podcast has had in a while yeah, yeah suck it trent best one yeah. we've ever had <laughs> i can follow it up with a really terrible one if you want but <laughs> uh we'll do it offline we'll end there we gotta end there yeah that's gonna do it for this week We'll see you this Friday with the newsletter and I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week and we will see you next time.